I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Castology, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Zane C. Weber, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Liz Best and, and Patrick Shearer. <laughs> How are you guys? Oh, alive. Good. Here. Festive. <laughs> Merry. We are recording this yes. the night before Christmas. Yes, Towards Merry the night Christmas, Christmas Eve, everybody. Yes. And the only thing stirring were the podcasters <laughs> in the studio. Mm-hmm. In the cat. <laughs> in the cat. <laughs> Uh, yes, no mice here. Uh, so we have uh, a recap on what we did last week because we've all listened to each other's recommendations mm-hmm. from last yes. week. And then we have some new podcasts to uh, throw at our audience. And each other. And each other. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, let's get straight into it. Do we want to – we'll start with in the order that we recommended them. Okay, sounds good. So then we're kicking off with MFM, I, yes? be- I believe my favourite murder was first. Right. So – what did you guys think? I, I know I gave you, Zane, I gave you episode 18, Correct. which was mostly for the Lawrence Singleton slash yeah. Mary Vincent story. I can't remember the number of the episode, but I know I gave 25 you 25. Yeah. What was the story? Knives. Again? So you gave me Christopher Dorner and then the Cheshire Murders. Right. But then in the show notes, you actually gave me something different. So I ended up listening to that as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I meant to give you the Summerhill Murders. So yeah. did you so listen I got, to that one I as got well? Lord Lucan and the Summerhill yeah, Murders Yeah. That's the one well. I meant to give you. So I don't know why. Yeah. I'm well, just incompetent way, they were, at they were both. They were both enjoyable episodes. Yeah. So. Look, for, for me, it was mainly for the Summerhill Murders because I thought that you'd find the uh, whole way that they handled his trial and getting past the double jeopardy law. Very compelling. Very interesting. Yeah. And it reminded me of a podcast that I want to recommend to you guys, but that's not a hand on that. So basically, as we said last week, my favorite murder is two girls uh, from LA chatting about murder, and they're very chatty. Yes. They are quite yeah. chatty. So if you're not it's a very big fan of podcast. Mm. Yeah. And they don't do hell like they do. Maybe they'll listen, look at Murderpedia and Wikipedia, cram them both together and occasionally reference people. And sometimes they'll sometimes get things just completely fucking a wrong. TV show episode. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, well, you know, they're actually my favorite ones. So I don't know what that says about them <laughs> or the TV the, shows. They are the funnier ones. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and I find also they're usually the ones where someone survives. So it's not quite as yeah, horrific. Yeah. I mean, um, I find these very easy to listen to. Mm. Like you you gave me some specific episodes to listen to mm. and I listened to those first, but then I just kept listening. Like I think this is a very easy way to consume information. Yeah. Um, whereas like there are other more intense 
true crime podcasts mm. that are a lot drier mm. and I think but that they kind of keep it light enough to kind of maintain interest. Yeah, it's like lounge room jazz but for murder. It's murder <laughs> jazz. Yeah. I, love I quite it. like it, yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that gets me about them is that, yeah, I found it so easy to listen to and I kind of feel like a big loser saying this but it's like, oh, I'm going to talk to my friends in the car Yeah, about absolutely. Murder. I think they st- that that is a, a very workable formula like that they've stumbled onto. yeah. What do you think of the stories, though? <gasps> I mean, they're amazing. Uh, like, not all murder stories are amazing, but the one you showed me, the, the you recommended to yeah, me Yeah, guys, was... listen to episode 18. If you're ever feeling like shit about your life, you just listen to it and you'd be like, what would Mary Vincent do? Yeah. Like, it's just impossible to feel like anything's going wrong with your life. Yeah, she, it's, it's an amazing She's so story. Amazing. Um, but, you know, listening to other episodes of theirs, like, they're, not all of them are inspiring and they don't give you much warning as to whether they are going to be That's a good one or not. That's the thing that, yeah, like you, I find sometimes an episode you go, oh, well, that was nothing and sometimes you'll have your mind blown with awesomeness. Yeah. Um, but you never really know. But, again, but very, very easy to consume. Mm. So I, I, I wouldn't hold it against them. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I, um, well, the four, the four stories that I got were all incredibly compelling in their own way. Mm. I think my favourite, though, was Lord Lucan because it was the least depressing. Well, whenever they do the old-timey ones, they kind of get to be a little a little bit more cavalier. Well, this one wasn't them. particularly – I thought this was Old-timey-ish. the 70s. He was – I mean, he was, a, he was like a well, – It's a, not an not aristocrat. super but it, contemporary, though. Yeah, no, but I thought it was – it took place in the 60s or 70s. That's still not super contemporary. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's like my age is showing. <laughs> oh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I quite like that because it, it, I think they mentioned that at the beginning that he was once considered to play Bond. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of, even though what he did was terrible and all that, but I kind of, I kind of liked this figure and it wasn't quite like a, Terrible as the Cheshire murders where two people oh, broke into someone's house. And yeah, yeah. I'm really sorry that I accidentally made you listen to oh, that no, one. That, that was, one's terrific. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad you did because I, I only sort of peripherally knew about the Christopher Dawn one as well, mm. you know. Um, so that was very interesting to get like the full story and the motivation in air quotes. Mm. But yeah, you know, they're both very, very compelling yeah. episodes. I mean, as I said, the Summerhill murders one I wanted to give you because they, they, in order to to get this guy, they do a really messed up thing in order to subvert the entire yes, justice system. Where they reinstated. Yeah, him he, in the he'd been like yeah. in the military and he'd been acquitted. And they went, well, no, we've got more evidence now, but we can't because double jeopardy. Oh wait, you served in the army, so we're going to court martial yeah, you. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, and but then at the end, you don't even know. Like, it's still like up in the air as to whether he did it or not because some of the evidence is really compelling and then some of it you hear the stuff about the babysitter and everything like that. Like, did they go through all that for nothing? Did he do it? Do you reckon he did it? Uh, I, I honestly have no, no idea. I know. Like, and it, normally you're one way or the other, but I was like, no, no idea. All right, well, I think that's three pretty strong recommendations Yay. for my favourite murder. Yeah. Um, and I think. That's lucky because there was the one that got us into it and one that yeah. got, got Liz into <laughs> And if into the one that got me into it was declared shit by you guys, <laughs> I would not be fit to be on this podcast. So what, what, what did you think about the Joe Rogan experience, Liz? 
I quite liked it. So I was given two episodes to choose from and I ended up listening to both of them. Um, the first one was about a um, congresswoman in Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. I think her name was. Um, and I found that – see, I find politics really depressing. Um, I'm one of those people who – See, I who, find murder really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet somehow we found a way to entertain each other with it. Um, <laughs> and so – as, as um, Pat said to me with this particular recommendation, she kind of gives you a lot of hope um, for the future, which I definitely felt because he's a woman who seems really switched on um, and, and actually questioning some of the things that are happening over in the US at the moment mm. that are completely and utterly fucked um, and going on a podcast like Joe Rogan to try and kind of bring those to light. Um I found there was a big difference between the two episodes. The second one I listened to was, what was the guy's name? Um, I should know this. Oh, God, you should know this. I don't remember, but it was a guy who'd been in prison for 20-something years and he was found to have been innocent of the crime. Which I think was the podcast right after. Yeah, it was the episode directly Which after. So it just naturally played. They could have played, easily done that I on I the went, same oh. day because he often records podcasts like two yeah. or three a day. So maybe he had this woman come in and then. And, and the difference I found between the two and. Fuck you, the second one made me cry mm. a lot. Um, is that in the first one I thought he like Joe went on a bit of a rant at the end and it ended up me being more about him than his guest, whereas the second episode was very much him asking the questions of his guest. Mm. Um so I don't know what the format is normally, whether There's it's no more the Joe format. show or I found that as well. Yeah. Like because I, I have listened to Joe Rogan Experience before because it is the most popular podcast oh, in God, the world. Oh, God, yeah. And you can see why um, very easily by listening to it. Yeah, but it does change depending on the guest. So yeah. I don't listen to it regularly unless there is a guest on it that I really want to yeah. listen to and learn about because I don't like Joe Rogan as a person. Right. Um, I find – and I find he really tries – like as anyone does when you're – interviewing people you try to relate to them but he relates so much he overpowered a little bit yeah he's a very strong personality yeah and he makes their problems and opinions about him a little bit too much for me to kind of forgive all the time yes but he's he's a great interviewer um and because i listened to the chuck palinick palinick uh episode um and great personality like i just want to listen to him talk all day. Um, he's very a very interesting person. And I think that episode is a good example of what Joe Rogan can be. Yeah. Because yeah. Joe was very engaging in that episode. And same with the oh, I feel so horrible that I can't remember this poor man's name because I found him so inspiring. It was similar with the prisoner in the fact that Mm. Towards the end of that episode, this guy had talked about doing all of these wonderful things and Joe had done a really great job of like probing those out of him while providing comment. And at the end, this guy's self-esteem completely crumbles. So Joe's just sitting there going, no, man, you're like probing this guy's self-esteem up in a way that made me incredibly emotional. Um, And I think he really got the best out of, you know, but I think maybe because it was political, he was like, okay, here's my opinion on politics, which is fine, but. As a journalist, I'm kind of like, ooh, inserting yourself too much into that. But it's his show, so Again, you can do whatever yeah, the fuck it's you want. Podcast. It's yeah. about him. And I think that that's the that's the pitfall that you can fall into with personality-based podcasts mm. is that if someone doesn't get you personally, no matter how much great content you put out, mm. they're still going to hold you at arm's length, which is my relationship with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like I appreciate what he does, but I just can't listen to it 
all the time. Yeah, mm. I think I want to listen to a few more episodes because I, I found him. I found it really interesting. Yeah, especially I'll try the and two find some ones that, that I think you, you guys would find yeah, particularly yeah. compelling. I feel similarly because I won't listen mm. to every episode, especially the ones where I know, unless I really like like a friend of his that is getting on. I know it's just like those two bullshitting and yeah. Look, I I like Joe well enough, but I. Again, it's his platform and the, the guests that he gets on that really draws me to the mm. thing yeah. more than anything. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of his comedy either. Like I've <laughs> seen some of his stand-up. It's like, I, I like you, Joe, but I don't know if I like you. Stop. <laughs> stand-up that stop? much. But I mean, I pre- yeah, like I, I appreciate him more than I like him, I suppose. And now say. for the very important <sighs> question. Mm. What did you think about the Thrilling Adventure Hour? I thought it was good. <laughs> the end. But I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was great. Shut up. Get honest. out. I, I really stop. enjoyed uh, definitely the um, Patton Oswalt one. I thought that one was particularly funny. Pterodactyl Jones. Yes, yep. Pterodactyl Jones. Um, and if there are more like that, please. There, there are probably about six different Pterodactyl Jones, but Patton Oswalt isn't always. No, Patton Oswalt only do, does one. It's yeah. a rotating kind of mm. role. Um, but they're still very funny, especially when they keep the running <laughs> yeah. jokes about, ooh, those damn days. <laughs> and which and the metaphors and what have mm, you. They, mm. That style of writing, I think, is very, very the interesting. Yeah. Um oh, of course, because I gave you a beyond belief. I gave you, you both. You gave us both beyond, beyond yeah. beliefs. Mm. Well, I went, yeah, I went with episode one, five, and ten, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. From the treasury. From yes. Yeah. All yeah. beyond belief. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh that I was biased. They're my favourite. So uh, no, I, no. I have a confession to make. I've now listened to every single <laughs> episode that exists. Well, you tracked um, down the the, you, the Patreon. I did. Well, Patreon. Zane set a challenge, and I <laughs> like to complete challenges because I'm a completionist. Um, so when he was like, "Oh, I don't think you can find them. They don't. They don't put them out anymore. And people who didn't download them just don't have them. They have the entire back catalogue on Patreon. If you sponsor them five bucks, you have access to everything. And so we both have. And so we both have. <laughs> and now I'm obsessed with Beyond Belief. I've gotten into Sparks Nevada now that I can actually go back and listen to it from the start because when I was listening to the episodes in the middle, uh, because it's more serial than Beyond Belief, yeah. it's hard to kind of go, oh, okay, who are all these? Uh." Um, Whereas, like, if you don't even have a little bit of a crush on Sadie Doyle, you are not human. <laughs> you do I not do have, have a little one, I suppose. Just a little, mm. just a little baby crush. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm also obsessed with now trying to do all the voices because that's Clink. what it did to me. Clink. <laughs> Good. Yeah, obsessed. Well. Thoroughly two thumbs up. If I had more thumbs, I would give more thumbs up. I found it very enjoyable. I appreciate that. Plus their relationship goals. Yes, like those well. two are just this. So like I'm, yes, they're pissed all the time and complete drunkards, but they but love each that, other so isn't that what we much. All want I mean, yes. At the end of if the we day. could, somebody who loves that, limitless just, whiskey. Yes, yeah. Park Avenue, drinking <laughs> drinks all the time and wondering who's knocking on our door. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, so that's that's all. All thumbs up for Joe Rogan, my favorite murder, and thrilling adventure hour. Mm-hmm. With yeah, us. you get two thumbs up from me. Yeah. 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 Um. So, thrilling adventure hour doesn't exist anymore. But you know, Patreon five bucks entire Patreon, back catalog. I'm sure they'll make a comeback. If- well, no, they're all too famous now. They can't schedule it all. That's the problem. Oh, I see. Yeah. Look, really, they just need Paget Brewster and Paul F. Tompkins <laughs> and everyone else. <laughs> no, I love everybody else. But yeah, those mainly two, Paget Brewster. Yes. Oh yes. well. So, should we get into our recommendations for this week? Yes, we should. Yes. 
So different order this time. I went first last time. So. Well, I will go first this time. Good. Uh, these guys are totally unknown. As far as I know, they are a living room setup in Melbourne. They the the podcast is called Unnatural Selection, mm-hmm. and it they they spruik it as a weekly show about newsy type stuff and things. Mm. So they recap the week's news in a inverted commas funny way. Yeah, uh, they kind of have different political views as well, but they do lean heavily to the left mm. uh, with one of them trying to represent the more conservative values. Uh, but it's mostly just making fun of of po- politicians, both internationally and, and nationally. Mm. Uh, but also, so they started out in uh, university and the university radio station. So it's been going for about nine years now. Uh, and, so- and they're still unknown? Yeah, well, they they have a following, <laughs> right? Um, and they they do they're very good at releasing weekly, but they haven't like hit. So all three guys work full time jobs, and they get together on a Monday night to record the podcast. Mm. Uh, so they're not super popular. They they have like guested on the done some live shows and things like that, um, but they're not Joe Rogan. So this, I started out with Thrilling Adventure Hour, which was a massively popular phenomenon. So now I'm going to the other end of my spectrum, which is totally unknown Australian podcast. Yeah. Not unsimilar to most of my podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. Like I like, I, I because I came into podcasts quite late, most of the ones that I know will be known. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not by everybody, but they're, you know, so I quite like um, having little fines and yeah. having Well, I found these guys because so I, had I known you guys were both going to do your Australian podcast, I would have done mine. Uh, Obviously, they have yeah, one. Well, we, we didn't. I think maybe maybe we should plan this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot you of Australian podcasts because I went through a time of like I seeking have out a lot. Australian podcasts. I've literally, I think I've only got one and it, it's basically because it's an Australian guy. Yeah. But yeah. He, he started doing it in, in the States and now he's moved back to Australia. So... This anyway. podcast is the only podcast I listen to, which is like a current events mm. podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I do it because it's funny and their political views mostly line up with mine. So I don't have to like yell at them. Yeah. Uh, where, and That's when exhausting. That. Yeah. There is another political, a few other political podcasts I listen to, which are more kind of in-depth stuff. But this is very kind of surface level. This is what's happening in the world. This is why it's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's really enjoyable to listen to this is another very low energy low stakes podcast you don't have to pay a lot of attention to enjoy it mm. um and yeah it is just kind of like a put it on while you're cooking dinner or while you're working mm-hmm. sort of podcast all right well then i'll go on to my recommendations uh yeah it only seemed fitting that i would recommend the duncan trussell family hour because of the first podcast that i ever saw which was from the joe rogan experience he also had his friend duncan on mm-hmm. Who has a much uh, lesser known podcast, which he initially started with his at the time girlfriend Natasha Legero. I don't know if any of you know her. She's married to Moshe Kasher now. I know just Moshe put, Kasher. I yeah. Don't know his so they're like one of the they're like one of the few successful comedian couples. They just did like a honeymoon tour, right? Netflix kind of thing. Anyway, Duncan started doing that with her, and then he's since gone on to do his solo podcast. Um, and it's one of my favorite things. 
in the world. I think I'd like it much more than I like the Joe Rogan experience. But I we love... were doing the introducing one, so you had to <laughs> yes, recommend I Joe did. first. I did. Well, Joe's got a special place in my heart, but Duncan, mm. I think, has superseded him uh, as your favourite. He might not actually be my favourite, but he might have the second place. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's is it similar to similar, similar format? In the yeah, in the sense that it's he's a comedian. That's how they know each other, and it's sort of all over the place. They brush on a lot of the same topics, but Duncan is much more interested in spirituality, psychedelics, magic, that kind of stuff. So he's got a, a lot more sort of esoteric fringe guests on that yeah. Joe would never really consider having, I suppose, <laughs> which I enjoy. Um, and then obviously a lot of his comedian friends as well. Um, the two episodes that I recommended you guys, um, Liz, I gave you one that was very um, touching, <laughs> I think, uh, which was one of my favorite ones I've ever listened to. And then Zane, I gave you, gave you Bruce Damer, I'm pretty yep. sure. Yeah. 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 Who's sort of tries to blend science and spirituality and psychedelics. Very and interesting. Kind of stuff. Yeah. But he, yeah, he's very cool because he looks like a, a middle of the road hippie, but he like has worked for NASA and is an, a very <laughs> well esteemed academic. And I like people like that who are very sort of unassuming um, and capable yeah. Kind of like Aubrey de Grey. Do you know who that guy is? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a great big beard down to here and he's a raging alcoholic, but he's also one of like the foremost minds when it comes to like life extension. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I should say Unnatural Selections hosted, so three hosts, Tom Heath, Adam Doreen, George Sipos. Mm-hmm. So and I you told to us we could listen to pretty much any episode yeah. that wasn't Literally a Chats any with. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they do do a, a second series of like a Chats With where they get like authors or things in. So what's um, wrong with them? They're just a diff- totally different format right. and they're few and far between. Um, so they're not like a regular thing. Uh, so they're just not a good example of what the podcast is. Right. But you, would you still recommend listening to yeah, some of those anyway? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're not great interviewers, but their <laughs> guests are usually pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sweet. They have a very good uh, rapport with each other, which yeah. is most of the reason why the podcast works so well. Awesome. Well, my recommendation was another Aussie recommendation, um, which was Case File. Um, I hated Case File when I first started listening to it because I had spent so long listening to Karen and Georgia on MFM that the Aussie <laughs> accent and how incredibly ochre this dude is really grated on me and then made me ashamed like that that the Aussie accent grated on me because it's my accent. Um, but this guy, nobody knows who he is. He's an anonymous host mm. um, who started off the podcast by himself but now has – a team of researchers and writers working for him. Um, there was a job listing to be a researcher on Case File <laughs> last year when I was not sure if my contract was continuing that I ummed and ahed about for too long because by the time I went to apply it had disappeared. Because <laughs> um, I think that would have been my dream job. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, let me research true crime and give it to this dude. And yeah, and um, so Case File differs uh, from MFM in the fact that it is very heavily researched. Um, and rather than just chatting about it, um, the entire story is they pull all the facts and then they write it in a really compelling, to my mind, um, narrative in the fact that they take the murder apart and then piece it back together in a story so that you don't know what's going to happen yeah. next, which I think is um, 
it's a way to keep you more engaged into the story if you're not if you're if you're a real true crime nut and you're also a, a fan of of you know um compelling narrative i feel like it works quite well mm-hmm. um and the episodes that i have recommended zane i believe i'm giving you sherry rasmussen yep um and the reason why is because it's a very um well told story but quite often the people from case file will actually have access to um either interrogation or court tapes um, of the actual events. And this was great because rather than overdoing it and overselling it, they pretty much just play the interrogation tape and you get to listen to this woman talk herself in knots (laughs) while the interrogators do a really good job of seeming like they're not interrogating her and watching her hang herself. Um, So I found that fascinating. Um, and then occasionally a case is so big that it will go over a couple of episodes. And so um, because Pat said he was interested in cultish things, I gave him the Jonestown Massacre three-parter, which did. is delightful, um, which is another one that I loved because my opinions, this is going to sound weird talking about a massacre, but my opinions changed from episode to episode. So it will be very interesting to see um, what you think of that. But, yeah, the whole point is it's incredibly well-researched and the guy's super ocker, like super to the point where when they did like a Golden State Killer update, when they caught the the Golden State Killer who turned out to, well, allegedly because he hasn't been formally convicted yet but he's been charged, Joseph D'Angelo, he comes on and the first thing he says in the episode is, well, that was a (laughs) fucking day. (laughs) Um. Which is normally the most personality this guy shows. And he deliberately said that he wanted to be anonymous because he wants it to be about the story yeah. and not about him. And the journalist in me loves that so much. So much. So that's my this week recommendation. Awesome. Beautiful. So all the links to those those recommendations uh, will be in the show notes as with a little bit of a description of the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and we'll be back next week with our, well, our reviews of the, the our assigned episodes mm-hmm. and some more recommendations. If you have recommendations for us, uh, please send them in send via them any of those socials. Us. We love all the, well, we don't love all the podcasts, but send us some and we'll tell you whether we love them or not. I usually love listening to podcasts, whether they're bad or not. Um, Look, even some of the bad ones still have some lovely charms to them. Like there's a couple I've rec- I'm going to recommend that are on my list that I'm kind of like, this is terrible, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know that I've, oh, yeah, no, I have listened to some bad podcasts before. Do you like listening to any? Uh, look, this one that I'm thinking of, it started to get super conspiratorial towards the end. So like it, it tin was, hat, tin yeah, like hat a stuff. very tin hat. Um, <laughs> So it was kind of enjoyable towards the end, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. No. Really. It was like, this is kind of wasting my time. And there's so many other things that I want to listen to. I can't give this much time to this crazy guy. So send us your mostly good, but sometimes occasionally shit podcasts. Look, we'll <laughs> listen to them. We will. <laughs> we may or may not uh, put them on the podcast, but we definitely uh, appreciate any recommendations you send through. Uh, all right. Well, until then, I've been Zane C. Weber here with Liz Bess and Patrick Shearer. Ciao for now. And I guess Merry Christmas Eve in January. (laughs) (laughs) And keep listening to all the podcasts. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 